Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. Snap to Smith, bringing five, throws to Logan Thomas, wide open, touchdown, touchdown Washington. Allen gets it, looks, looks, cocks his arm, fires downfield, it is, man wide open, caught, touchdown, Gabriel Davis, touchdown Buffalo, he was wide open, a 27-yard touchdown hookup from Josh Allen. Monday night football, Monday afternoon football. One game pretty predictable, one game quite the surprise. Washington, down 14-0, rallies to beat the Steelers and give them their first loss of the year. Alex Smith, 196 yards passing and a touchdown. At the end of the game, the Steelers, a third and one, a fourth and one. They throw the ball on both downs. They can't run it, they don't run it, and they pass on a 45-yard field goal that would have given the lead. And at the other end, Washington makes a 45-yard field goal that wins the game. And so the Steelers have their first loss of the year. And i got to say, PK, given the way the NFC East has been going this year, stunned, shocked, and amazed that the Giants won in Seattle and then Washington won in Pittsburgh. Oh, it was unbelievable. I love when you watch the games, though, and you give those detailed breakdowns. Did you watch the game? You got the what? ticket. Well, it was only on the ticket. I don't have the ticket. But it was for free, though, wasn't it? If you have DirecTV, I don't have DirecTV. You yeah. do. Yeah, well, you don't. You didn't need the ticket, is what I'm saying. You just, you just had to have DirecTV, and so it was available. If, if you have DirecTV, yes. Yeah. You, you didn't have to pay for the ticket. Uh, I, I didn't watch all of it. I watched the second half. But Pittsburgh has been struggling a little bit. You know, last week. I think it was last week. Tomlin went off on them, right? Yep. And so it, it I, I just don't know that it makes a big deal. Uh, how, how, let me, that didn't make any sense. I don't know how big of a deal it is. Now, it's a big deal to Washington. I get that. Yeah, absolutely. You're right on that. But for Pittsburgh, it's so hard to just be fine-tuned for. We talk about in college how hard it is to go undefeated. Could you imagine what that would be in the pros when you have four more games, <laughs> which just seems like an enormous amount of games more than the college plays? So I'm wondering if the Steelers are in a little lull right now because obviously they're going to be a playoff team and they're going to be judged by what they do in the postseason. I think that's all true, and I think that the if I were Tomlin, the thing I I guess he you know he sees the details in the film, and and we're not diving that deep into it, uh, you know, and, and guys blowing assignments, making mistakes, so he's going nuts about that. Just bigger picture, you got to run the ball a little bit, and when you're throwing the ball, fifty three passes for Roethlisberger, and they only run it fourteen times. For 21 yards, uh-huh. I know they don't have James Conner, who's their you know he's their best running back. They don't have him, but you need you need a little bit of balance, a little hint, if you're going to be a really good team. Uh, the Washington had a little better balance, not great. I think 46 passes to 21 runs, but they're five and seven. They're not a great team. I expect them to have you know a phase of the game they're not good in, and so for the Steelers, you know they're not. You're right. They're not. It doesn't. Every week doesn't matter. 
teams lose, really good teams lose four times, and we think they're Super Bowl contenders, and sometimes they're Super Bowl champs. So we don't have to go nuts on an 11-1 team. But it is stunning to me that they don't run the ball better than that. Okay, I can buy that. And they got to figure that out, because if you're that one-dimensional against the best team, somebody's going to get you. It may be deep in the playoffs, but somebody will get you if you're that one, one-dimensional. The other game was the uh, Buffalo beating San Francisco. They played it in Arizona. Josh Allen was out of his mind. 80% completion. 32 of 40. That's, uh, that is off the charts. And not dinking and dunking. He threw for 375 yards. He got, he got big numbers, four touchdowns, and the Bills win 34-24. I think Josh Allen has really, really just come into his own and looking outstanding. And that was the argument that I've been making with some people around my neighborhood. Well, Zach Wilson's competition. I I just don't think that it's necessarily the competition exclusively. It's certainly not all of it. And you look at Josh Allen, Mountain West, and right now, man, he looks like he's on his way to stardom. I mean, it's it's cool to see. Big dude. Didn't have Mary. What, was Wyoming the only scholarship D1 that he had coming out of college or high school, I should say? And uh, look at him, man. And just the junior college it, it, guy, but yeah, it, it, it right. But at a high school, that's I don't know that he had anything. How many NFL that, guys that, or JC guys who go to Wyoming? It's just yeah, it's the path yeah. less travel, oh, yeah. at, absolutely at quarterback, no less, right? Yes. Yeah. So it is really cool to see. And Buffalo looks like they got something going on. And how many quarterbacks have we heard of oh, the competition? I mean, we heard that about Alex Smith when he was at Utah. Roethlisberger was in the MAC. You know, none of these guys are in the Power Five lighting it up for Alabama. It's really only recently that the best teams have been getting the best quarterbacks. For a long time, the best teams won, sometimes with really good quarterbacks, but sometimes with decent quarterbacks. Right. I mean, that's what I just said about my neighbors talking about Zach Wilson. It's not necessarily the competition. It's how good the kid is. Yep. All right, more football today. It's the Ravens and the Cowboys. All of this because that uh, Baltimore-Pittsburgh game got pushed back to midweek last week, and they needed more time to bounce back. So Ravens and Cowboys, it'll be on Fox, NFL Network, and Amazon Prime. So time? Ravens and Cowboys, 6 o'clock tonight. Good. Uh, NFL suspended uh, Bengals safety Sean Williams, Titans defensive end, T.R. Tart for a game without pay because they stepped on their opponents in two separate incidences Sunday. You can't step on guys who are laying on the ground. And the Jets, we were talking about Greg Williams and the all-out blitz, and the Jets fired him after the all-out blitz. Cost them their first win, late touchdown pass by the Raiders. And you're out. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. I mean, it's good. Just to finish the regular season, have two weeks now just to rest up, you know, mentally and physically. And uh, just to play a team twice is always hard. So it's going to be fun to get back to the drawing board. I'm really excited about it. That is Dylan Colley's protege right there, Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book. Talking about having two weeks to get ready for Clemson and the ACC title game. Undefeated Notre Dame, of course, beating Clemson in the regular season. But now they got to do it with Trevor Lawrence. So there it is. Small town. Everybody who plays football knows each other, PK. Dylan Colley telling us about Ian Book last week. Uh, yeah, he's up there in that same area up, uh, up past Sacramento where the college grew up, and that's where Ian Book, same, same high school. So he's a few years younger, but uh, talked about going through the system 
in the little league football and youth football, and, and that's that's a connection that he has to Ian. And uh, so he said last week that he was talking to him. So it's good that they have that relationship. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that they have these two weeks. You know, you wonder if they would have played this week. Wow, it's good to keep sharp. But now they have this week off. No, it's it's good to have this week off. The rest of you know, you spin it whichever direction you spin it, what uh, whatever way it goes for you. Uh, Texas A&M ranked number five, trying to get in the playoff. Needs a little help. Uh, Notre Dame beating Clemson might do that. A&M's not going to play this week. The Ole Miss game postponed. COVID issues in the Ole Miss program. Uh, A&M can't push it back the next week because A&M's already got a game with Tennessee scheduled there. So they may only end up playing nine games. You just wonder all this talk about data points. And now now the selection committee is going to have to rank all these teams that have played all these different random number of games. Seems. It seems such a big deal when our team's playing 12 or 13 games, and now it's just all over the map. Yeah, I think that at this point, no matter what this committee comes up with, there's going to be somebody crying foul. So just put it out there and great, have it, and make, a, make some money and give us something to do. I don't put a whole lot of stock in it because I don't think it's the traditional way, but we've got to do what we've got to do. President Donald Trump will be in attendance at this weekend's Army-Navy game. They're going to play it in West Point. Usually they're in an NFL stadium, Philadelphia, maybe Baltimore. They've moved it around a little bit too, but usually one of those places. But they're actually going to play it on the Army campus for the first time since 1943. So that'll be different. Yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. There is no timetable as far as I know. And it is a setback. You know, you want your best player to be here. And there is a short window, as you've alluded to. As I said yesterday, we're working as if this is the 6th to the 23rd. So there is some time, but, you know, it is a setback. I mean, yeah, I have to be honest and, and, and understand that this is a setback, not having one of the best players in the NBA here. But I'm working with the guys who are here, and we're working hard. That is Steven Silas right there, the Rockets' new coach, talking about James Harden not at camp. It's a short camp, and there's no timetable for him to show up. I think in the old days, we used to refer to this as a holdout, PK. Seems like they're avoiding a word, but... Uh, I mean, that's what you said yesterday, so you called it as far as Harden uh, doing what he was going to do to impact the Rockets, and that's where we're at. He wants to be traded, and he wants out. Uh, other guys who are not at camp, uh, Draymond Green and James Wiseman, who's the Warriors' first-round pick. Steve Kerr would not elaborate on the nature of their absence or what they're able to do workout-wise, if not with the team. I will not comment on that any further. I'm not allowed to comment on that. You can make your own deductions. I know it's really tricky. So I assume it's a health issue. I assume it's COVID and Kerr doesn't want to comment. HIPAA and players' health and privacy and all of that. Well, you don't need to assume anything because it's already been out there. It's been all over the place that it is the COVID situation there. So, I mean, I think this is what we're going to have throughout the season, right? We've had it in the other sports, so why wouldn't you have it there? Uh, but they're, uh, statistically, if we follow the science, that's what we're told to do. They'll be back. Chance, yeah, and I, I'm real excited to see this Wiseman kid. You know, we just got a sliver of it three games in, in Memphis. And what can he do? Because I, I like I like what I saw. And I know the big man has sort of been uh, almost dinosaurish, but this kid's got some real good skills. And it, it could be a 
you know, a transition as these other guys age out, this kid comes into his own and could be the next star, or maybe not. That's that's my whole point. I'm I'm real eager to see what he can do when he gets back, and I, you know, not necessarily this year because the Warriors, it's it's. He's a youngster, and, and they've got these veterans. But you know, just show me a little bit, because I think he can do that. I'm, I'm real intrigued by his potential. Well, they get Steph Curry back this year, but they don't get Clay Thompson, so if they can bring him along, maybe they can be ready to make a run at it next year. I don't think they, I don't think anybody thinks they're going to win it this year without Clay Thompson. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be that bad, though. I'd agree with that, but... I think they're going to be in the mix. They've been great for so long. I think the Lakers are the... Head and shoulders team yep. with or without Clay Thompson, so I don't know how much that matters uh, as far as winning at all. But uh, I think the Warriors have a chance to be pretty good. Steph Curry is 32 now. He's eligible for a contract extension, three years, 156 million. They're negotiating that. He wants to retire as a Warrior. Uh, that extension would kick in in the 2022-23 season. Well, I know for me, whenever that time comes, I will, in fact, retire as a warrior. Nice. Well done. <laughs> Denver Nuggets gave Monte Morris three years and $27 million in a contract extension. So, locking him down. That seems very reasonable compared to what some guys are making. LeBron James telling reporters the best part of his contract extension with the Lakers is it matched up to make him a free agent the same year his oldest son will graduate high school. Potentially lining up so that he gets to play with his son. Well, we have no idea if Bronny will be good enough. And when I saw this story yesterday, I thought, wait a second here. You don't get to decide uh, which team the youngster will be on. But then he did acknowledge, well, it could be for or could be with or against Bronny if he ends up being good enough. And, of course, the situation would have to change to where you're draft eligible out of high school. Everyone's anticipating that'll happen. It's been moved back a couple times from the first time that it was uh, reported that it could be happening. And I think NBA teams want to make sure they haven't traded their picks away. Because whenever they do that, it should make for a really good draft. Essentially, they make two draft classes available at the same time. And everyone wants to make sure they didn't trade out of that draft, not knowing when it would be. So, But they've already kicked the can down the road a couple times, so I don't know when that's going to happen. It seems like it should have never gone to 19, but... Get it back to 18 sooner rather than later, hopefully. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Utes playing non-conference hoops this afternoon. Idaho State, it's on the Pac-12 network at 4 o'clock. Idaho State is 0-3. Utah is 1-0. And this will uh, tee up your TV viewing if you want to sit around and watch sports all day today. 4 o'clock for the Utes and then 6 o'clock for the NFL. That'll work out quite well if you want to watch it all. You better get there early, though, on the Utes, because I would imagine that this thing would be over uh, fairly quickly. And yes. so they had their first game against Washington. Washington was 0-2, and their second game against Idaho State, and Idaho State's 0-3. So I'm suspecting there's a decent chance that this Ute ball club moves to 2-0. and It would seem like there's a pretty good chance that happens. Yes. Uh, you care about Creighton and Kansas, two top ten teams? They're playing on ESPN today at 3 o'clock. A tune-up to the tune-up to the NFL game. Well, Kyle Corr isn't walking through that door, so no. 
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. There are the headlines. That is what is trending this morning, and it is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up this morning, Dylan Cauley, former BYU receiver at 8 o'clock. Kyle Woodingham, Utah football coach at 8.30. we got the question of the day coming up next. Stay with us. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Takes for Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Get 0% financing for up to 72 months, plus a $2,500 purchase allowance on a new 2021 XT4, XT5, or XT6. Shop your way at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. The question of the morning, what would you advise Zach Wilson to do? Coming up on the end of the college season, the NFL draft right around the quarter. Barry says he is obviously not ready for the NFL. But if somebody's going to pay him 5 to $10 million, then he'd be smart to take it and live a very easy life. Early. It'd be easy. In Barry's world, it would be easy. How about Wayne's world? We'll have to go ask Wayne. <laughs> Get Wayne on the phone. Joshua We're says, worthy. I bet he ends up being a second-round guy, which potentially helps him go to a better team. Sits behind some guys, learns the ropes and the pros. I'd go. There's no reason to stay. We've actually seen mock drafts where he's a first-round guy, where he's a first-half of the first-round guy. Try the number two pick. Yikes! But I, unless my math is wrong, I don't think you can get much higher than number two. Well, there's really only one spot to go. And Trevor Lawrence locked in. And really, not financially, I understand it matters, but throughout so much of history in the NFL, the draft spot for a quarterback, outside of the finances, which matters, of course, it really doesn't matter. It's can you play, not where you're drafted. So many guys in this league have not been these high, high draft choices and have just emerged to be great players at the quarterback spot. I mean, it's just the way – talk about the NBA not being a science. Well, drafting quarterback might even be less of a science than the NBA draft, which isn't a science, and we've seen so many players who aren't drafted where they should be and blow up. The Jazz have two of them right there. <laughs> And we know that. But you look at the quarterback position, and that becomes so interesting and so intriguing. You know, I guess I would have to study, and I haven't done it. Is it more true in the offensive line? If an offensive lineman is draft 12th, does he 
prove worthy of that high draft pick and plays, you know, injury uh, accepting a number of years at a high level? Or are there busts at that position too? I don't follow it that much. I don't pay attention to the offensive line. I'm a fan, uh, not a coach here. I have never had hat on hat or put my finger in the dirt. And I've never once made a chip block. But quarterback we follow and just is all over the map. Now, you did say, I think you just said in the prior segment that we've seen this more. The bigger schools, uh, particularly in the SEC, used to be like rare that they would have a quarterback make it. Now they've adapted and we're seeing these kids coming out of that conference be much better in the pros. So it doesn't necessarily even matter where what college you played as we just spoke with Josh Allen. If you look at just some of the star quarterbacks, the biggest names, Mahomes was 10th. I mean, nine teams passed on him. Rodgers was famously 24th. Drew Brees was the first pick of the second round, so the whole league passed on him. So where you go, I mean, Taysom Hill's 3-0 and as the Saints quarterback, and he was with the Packers, and they cut him. Anybody in the league could have had him. You didn't even have to draft him. Undrafted free agent. So... Where you go matters a lot for uh, how you get paid with your rookie contract. And then I think secondarily, how good a chance, you know, how carefully are you handled? How many opportunities do you get? Because the higher you go, the more the, uh, the GM, uh, depending on the organization, the coach, uh, the more they have uh, banked on your success. So you will get more opportunities. Now, yes, some people I don't, don't buy, need I don't, them. I don't buy that at all. That's really? a nice theory. No, I don't buy. It. I mean, they, uh, they, the, the Seattle Seahawks signed Matt Flynn as a big free agent, and Pete Carroll yeah, gave a good a job point, to yeah. Russell Wilson. So I, I, that's a that's a theory, but I don't think that that that's a theory by the guy who is someone who didn't make it. And so yeah, that player X got more opportunity because the GM drafted him. Oh, you don't think Ryan Leaf, one of the best busts of all time, got more opportunity, though? Because he, if he'd been a fifth-round pick, they would have written him off quicker. I, I don't think it matters. You can get as much opportunity as you want, but if you're not good enough, you're not good enough. I mean, RG3 was drafted in the first round, and Kirk Cousins was drafted in the fourth round in Washington. They gave the job to Kirk Cousins after a while. So, yeah, you may get this opportunity, but it, is really not, it doesn't matter. Can you play? That's what matters. I mean, Dak Prescott was, uh, what, third rounder? Okay, another third, maybe even fourth round. And can you play? These guys want to win. I don't think they want to. I don't think a coach is thinking, well, man, I've got to give – player X uh, better, more of a chance because my boss drafted him. Because if I don't win, my boss isn't going to be my boss because I'm going to be fired. So maybe you get a little bit, but I don't, I don't think the opportunity matters. It's every Everyone is going to get an opportunity. What do you do with that opportunity? It's the same thing like we said in, in the second round. Pace's kid. You know, he was going to be uh, a high lottery pick coming out of high school, and he didn't have a good se- uh, freshman year, so he dropped. All right, he dropped. That, that, those are facts. But he went in the second round. He's going to get an opportunity. What do you do with that opportunity? It may take, it may take you a little longer, but you're still going to get that opportunity. 
It looks pretty unanimous here. Going up and down the uh, the Facebook page here, people want him to take the money. Take the money and run, Dave says. Jacob says, first round? Hell yeah, go! Well, I think also, too, in the NFL, you know, we think of basketball, first round. Think of second round, oh no. I, in the NFL... Second rounders, what is the percentage of them making the team? I think it's very, very high. So it doesn't necessarily just have to be first round, too. And the reason I put this question up because Kalani was asked that yesterday. And, you know, the, the, you know, if you ask anyone, and I realize the media has to do it, but if you ask any, just about anyway, anyone at the, in the college level in December for the NFL. Are you going to come back? Oh, we'll see, you know, when the season's over. Right. We'll evaluate our options and the situation and then make a decision. I mean, it's a standard canned answer that you get. And Kalani acknowledged that you know, there have been uh, discussions and people are talking about Zach Wilson. So he's going to have a decision to make. And, you know, what's the – it seems – what I understand, I think the family is fairly well off, uh, but everyone wants more money, and so, of course. Uh, but it, I don't know that it necessarily has to be completely the money deal for him. It's about the opportunity to play in the NFL, uh, and, it, and it's going to be on the table. So he's going to have a decision to make. And it does seem like more often than not – when young men have this decision to make, the answer is yes, I'm going to go. Not always. Kyle Van Oy didn't go. Yeah, I'm the- speaking more specifically at the quarterback spot, though, than okay. the, other, the other spots. Well, I think you're right, though. They do tend to usually go. But you know what's interesting is that in basketball, and we talked about this with Jim Beheim when we had him on a couple of weeks ago after the Jazz drafted Syracuse's uh, uh, Hughes there. He, he, was a, he was a four-year guy. And how they view it as, well, you're older, so that's a negative. But somehow in college, in football, if you stay the four years, it's not viewed as a negative. No one said, oh, I'm a Joe Burrow. Man, he's old. He's an old-timer. <laughs> there was never any discussion about that. That's interesting how in one sport – it's viewed as a negative, and in the other sport, if, if it's not necessarily viewed as a positive, it most certainly isn't viewed as a negative. Could it be due to the draft rules in the two different sports, you think? There's only one year apart, yeah, because you have to be uh, three years it's out three of years high removed, school. Three years removed, yeah. So that could be, you could be a redshirt sophomore. There have been plenty of those. Oh, yeah. I think Paul Kruger, wasn't that what he was? That's what he was. Johnny Manziel yeah. was a redshirt sophomore. Yeah. There's been a few so of them out there. They can they can go. if they, but, but if they stay, it's not viewed as a negative. Whereas basketball, we it's wonder, a negative. What's, what's, what's wrong with the kid? Yeah. He's yeah, not what, good enough? What, what, yeah, what's wrong with you? It's been three years in college. What, like, what yeah. Are you doing? Well, man, you're, you're old and you're not good. <laughs> but <laughs> you're really only 21. <laughs> Which shouldn't be that way, but it's sort of funny the way it is because if Zach Wilson comes back for, for, and to play for the Cougars next season, it's not going to be like, well, gosh, this guy's just what's, – what's wrong with him? And, man, he's, he's ready for their retirement home. They don't really view that that way. I just find that interesting how one sport views it 
one way and the other views it entirely differently. And I think it's odd because most GMs and coaches in both leagues, how long are they going to be there for? How many more are you years? talking about the management themselves? Yeah, and it's like, well, we're not going to get 10 years out of him. We're not going to get 10 years out of you either. If he can help you in the next three years, good enough. And even if you're drafting the 26-year-old Cougar who is married with two kids who went on a mission and redshirted, and, and he's 26, it's like, well, if the average NFL career is three years and he can give you five years till he's 31... And you don't want to spend a first-round pick on him, I get him, but I don't see why that's a problem making the roster or spending a late pick on him. If he can help you, he can help you. And it's it's about the the here and now. Yeah, that's another issue, though, because we've had some BYU kids, and they don't ex- exclusively have to be BYU. They could be LDS, uh, whether it's Stanford, <laughs> Utah, wherever, where they feel like they do have to go because they are getting up there. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a different situation. There's no difference between factor in the mission. Yeah, there's no difference between 21 and 22, but 24, the red flag is up. It's like you said, there's nothing between 21 and 22. Nobody right. bats an eye. But at 24, it's like, oh, that could be a deal breaker, which makes no sense to me because even at 24, you, you play seven years in the NFL. That's an awful. That's twice the average career. So if you get seven years out of a fifth-round draft pick, okay. Yeah, when you put it like that, uh, I can see where you're going. But you nobody in the NFL, like nobody in the NFL puts it like that. That's so I must. Am I what? Uh, I'm either completely wrong or it's such an outlier. People just aren't willing to think that way yet. And then one day they will. Like running well, quarterbacks. It was always going to be, hey, it's an unaccounted guy. Usually when you turn around and you hand the ball off to whatever old school running back, you know, it's 10 versus 11 because the quarterback takes himself out of the play. Putting a running quarterback in there was revolutionary when it started. Now it's normal. Well, let me throw this out at you. Has there been a 26-year-old LDS guy Either a red shirt, you know, and the mission kid. So he's got the two years off. Uh, but has he been denied an opportunity? Because I'm not sure that happens because of his age. He yeah. may go lower. He may go undrafted. Yeah. So Taysom Hill was Taysom Hill undrafted because he was 26, or was it because and people had some doubts about his ability to throw? His percentages were never good super high right and he had the four injuries what was it on that it was Austin Austin Collie I think he left a year out on the table for BYU and he was a mission kid and he went in the fourth round now if he would have been say he wouldn't have gone on a mission and he would have played four years so he would have been a year younger if I'm if I'm doing the math right which is always dangerous with me so you're right if I'm wrong there would he have gone higher? Was he a fourth-round pick because that's where they slotted his talent, or did was it he was a year or two older? So, PK, going back to what you're saying, a 26-year-old who missed out on an opportunity, the one I can think of is last year, Austin Lee, a starting safety for BYU for two years. He was 26 during this last draft class and was not given an opportunity. And was it because he was 26? And that's the question. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know the answer to that, but he fit what you were just describing. Mission. Was it because they didn't think, although it's a surprise that he wouldn't have gotten a free agent 
And some people speculate it was because of the COVID deal that he didn't get more of an opportunity when they were okay, taking you less had that free oppor- agents. Yeah, that was all funky this off season. So that's they didn't have that could possibly play into they that. Didn't have interpersonal interviews, individual stuff. You couldn't visit so you teams. Had all yeah. that going on that you normally wouldn't have, and maybe there was something there. But he fits what you're describing. He's 26. He was married, had a kid, had two kids actually, served a mission, and has not to this point been given that opportunity. Because Van Oy would have been a year older than his draft class because he had that issue coming out of high school and BYU made him uh, be sidelined for a season and then he came back and he played four years. And when did he go? Did the Lions, did they trade up, get him in the second round? Yes. Uh, Yeah, it seems about second round was about where you thought he was going to go and he's had a very, very productive career to the surprise of none of us. (laughs) Not at all. No, as we saw him play. The only, the only surprise with him was that he came back for that fourth year at BYU. That surprised me. He was clearly an NFL guy. He was dominating his junior year, and he still came oh, back. Yeah. And, you know, it's the injury risk, and you can get the insurance. And so that, but it's, it's, it's still a risk. Right, and it worked out for him. He's won Super Bowls. He was picked. He made big money. Pick number 40 in the draft. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got to be loving life, man. And then, and then he goes to Miami, and all of a sudden they're with not a, that bad with fifty million dollars in tow. Yeah, I, I wish I would have made better friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still twenty nine. He's still got good years to go. Or he could walk away. He could It'd be fine. That's a great spot to be in. <laughs> I don't need this. I want this. That's probably the ideal situation. Now, I, for me, I'm both. I want this, speaking of my work, and I need it. <laughs> I need the paycheck, and I want the job. That's a good situation to be in, too. I suppose the worst situation is you don't want the job, but you need it. And maybe that's that's probably the best is I don't need the job, but I want it. Uh, the second best was I need the job, and I want it. And the th- and the worst is I you know I don't like the job but I need it I'm not in that cat I don't think any of us are in that category. Brooks is on our Facebook page and he says he's the outlier here. He says that Zach Wilson should come back for one more year at BYU, get more Heisman hype, beat the Utes, go to a New Year's Six, and make more money as a higher pick next year. But if you're going number two, how, how much, much higher, higher can, can you, you go? go? <laughs> and the risk is you can drop because the quarterback position gets picked apart more than any other position. In yeah, that, that's, that liner, the, that's right? the position. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We don't have the, I don't know, maybe the offensive lineman does. I'm no, unaware not, of it. Not, not to the same level. The but the quarterback, do. we're all aware of it, right? Yeah. And we can all cite the low guys who made it big. And the high guys, I'm speaking of draft position, who were busts. Oh, and everybody Matt. points to Liner. Yeah, you know, Matt you Liner. came back. But when you look at Matt Liner, I wonder, was that not a brilliant move to come back? Because he wasn't an NFL quarterback. So why not, especially at that time when SC had it going on and there were no pro teams, you were, as terms of football, you were not only big man on campus, you were big man in the city, in the city of Los Angeles with Pete Carroll and all the charisma and Snoop Dogg on the sidelines and Marcus Allen and all the 
like just the greatness that SC was about, and they were so hot. Was it better for him, in retrospect, to come back? Would it made a difference as far as his NFL career if he had come out after a junior year? You see what I'm saying there? I don't see how it would have made him better on the field to come out a year earlier. So he had a year in excellent TV time slots for playing high-level college football to create the brand of Matt Leinart. And that is translated to a pretty good television gig. Yeah. And by pretty good, good, I mean really good. He's good. Fox is getting a late start on this uh, in terms of uh, rivaling game day. usually a problem, but the show is good enough that I think they're overcoming it. That's what I'm saying. The show's really good. Urban Meyer, my gosh. He's great Urban on Meyer could go be a first-grade teacher, and he'd probably be the best first-grade teacher ever. I mean, <laughs> this guy is – and we both know this. We've known this. We sat right across from him, looked him in the eye, and it was, wow. I mean, this guy is just something. But that's that's the whole point. He created that brand. And then he take – then he was already basically graduated, and he took, like, ballroom dancing yeah. his senior year or yeah. something. So he already had the degree in hand, and uh, he lived the time of his life. So was that really a bad move? We look at, oh, he should have come out of his junior year. And I wonder, did it derail his chances of being a good NFL quarterback with the Cardinals? And then I think he went over, did he go to Houston and Oakland? I don't see how it could have. I don't see what happened that last year at USC. I mean, the argument would be for the guy who gets injured and then is never the same. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Robbie That's Bosco got hurt at the end of it and had the the shoulder was jacked up. So he's a great college quarterback, but the shoulder's jacked up when he, I think it was the Packers, and he shows up. And so that's the risk. But Liner didn't have an injury like that. You know, it just it, it didn't work out. He wasn't good enough. He got multiple shots. But that extra year in college built the brand, and the brand translates to TV. He's good on TV. He's there with Reggie Bush. They got Urban Meyer. It's a good show. I would assume that, well, Urban, at some point, Urban's going to coach again, it seems like. But I would assume until that happens that down they, Texas. they keep that, they keep that uh, crew together. You know, they're if I'm Urban, year. I say no thank you. That's what he said to Texas. He said, I'm not doing it. What? Why? What, what he, 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 cited, to he cited health reasons for the Texas deal again. And good for that. I mean, that that's important to him, obviously. So, but Urban, and and two, why not go be recruited for the next ten years? It's very <laughs> good. Jurors seem to love it. You know what yeah. I mean? Every off season, five teams want to get in touch with them, and and they just love them up. Uh, why not just do that? Uh, but yeah, that's that's an interesting thing that all these things that Zach Wilson has to face and has to decide upon with all this stuff. And then his mother, man. Did you see her mother, his mother on Instagram? I know DJ doesn't do Instagram, but she. what do you call those things where they, they – it's not a <laughs> stories. post. It's, Instagram stories. Is, is that? And yeah. she just went on and on. Yeah, she was and a I'm, bit and fired I'm up watching yesterday. It and my wife's like – she's sitting next – we're sitting on the couch watching a game last night, and – who is that? <laughs> hey, your wife did the same thing mine did. She's like, what is going on on your phone? And how long was it? It was like a 10-minute It uh, went for at least 10 minutes. She was and fired she kept up. using uh, an obscenity. Yep. I guess you would call it an obscenity. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the male genitalia she kept calling people. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. DJ gave me the look like, what are you doing? 
really make it a case for me to up my Instagram. You you probably will, especially for Lisa Wilson. Oh my gosh! And I'm looking at this, thinking, what is this woman doing here? She, but at the same time, I'm watching. She's entertaining me. It's entertainment. So who's the fool? Her or me? Me? She wins. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Dylan Colley's coming up, former BYU wide receiver. He's going to join us in about 15 minutes. We can talk with him about the transition to the NFL and the, uh, the loss to Coastal Carolina and looking ahead to the bowl game in next year. We'll do that with Dylan Colley. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Coastal Carolina was like, screw it, we're not passing. I don't care if we pass a single ball, I don't care. We're going to go out there, we're going to pound these guys. We're going to beat them up, we're going to keep the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands. And they did it. San Diego State's looking this, probably drooling, like, oh, now we know these guys don't like to be punched. They don't like to get their jerseys dirty. They don't like physicality and abrasiveness and ugly moments. Instead, they look for the officials to throw a flag and and try to do it for them. They look for their moms to yell from the sideline, don't treat my boy that way. So if I'm San Diego State, I'm like, all right, let's make this a street fight. Let's make it ugly. Let's muddy it up. That's how I'd look at it. Because I don't want to go and finesse with these guys because they'll score 58 on you. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Syringa Networks. Home to complete business telecom and IT solutions. Backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. 40 years ago tonight, we lost the greatest musician in the history of music. I knew you'd get that one. And you knew right where you were when it happened. I was on my knees sobbing. I'd been asleep. My mom woke me up. It was like 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, I was sick, believe it or not. I do believe it. <laughs> Your mom woke you up. <laughs> I had so the latest crazy. high school basketball practice ever to go to. Completely screwed up. The most influential and the best of all time, without argument. It is unarguable. Don't anybody even come close to arguing. <laughs> you always do that, trying to make people do it. All right, people, tweet at us, David DJ James. Who you, got? you can't. You cannot argue. They're going to. You this can't. is what you do. I've seen this happen before. It, it's, it's. I don't want to look at the mentions. Be argued. I don't want to look at the mentions. I want to think who people are going to say. They're going to be funny. Someone's going to say, like, Twiggy or something. And it's... Twiggy was a musical person? Not really. I don't even know who Twiggy was. I know the name, but I couldn't tell you why Twiggy is famous. Before my time, I know the name. There was some, like, it must have been The Tonight Show because of the era. Um, no idea. Zero. How about uh, somebody seriously will say Elvis, and someone will say Michael Jackson. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. None of them changed the world. In the Will someone here day. say Willie Nelson? If we were doing the show somewhere else, somebody would say Willie Nelson. No. Or, or Johnny Cash. 
No. <laughs> Look at you. No. Nope. Nope. The fact that we're talking about it. Now, obviously, he was shot, so it was a tragedy the way he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the but all the records that they hold that they still hold that they held at the time it's not a matter of whether they're you don't like them that isn't the issue i can dislike pete rose but i cannot argue that pete rose has the most hits of all time you can't <laughs> ty cobb yeah but it's math it's pete rose <laughs> It's math, and people. The math, the math says that the Beatles uh, are absolutely the greatest, and he, for no disrespect to the others, was the greatest of the four Beatles. Those are facts, too. And 40 years ago tonight, Howard Cosell... Broke the news. Monday on, Night Football. It, I, wonder, I don't even remember who was playing. Who, who was who was playing that game? I have no idea. No idea. Don't know. Let's hear it. And I don't care what's on the line, Howard. You have got to say what we know in the book. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game. No matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. Hard to go back to the game after that news flash, which in duty found we have to take. That was so Howard Cosell right there. Yeah, Howard Cosell. The voice dropping on dead on arrival. Yeah. Yeah, I've stood outside that building, the Dakota in New York. I was there a couple summers back, and they have some guards out there, and they try to shoo you along, and I start to talk to guards. I say, hey, where are you from? from across the river yeah born and raised in jersey i said me too he never chased me away yeah <laughs> you got to hang out after that <laughs> all right this guy's not trouble <laughs> i'm just worried about trouble so i the, figured there was a good chance because jersey is uh, a nine iron away <laughs> it was the patriots so, and the dolphins that were playing in that game 40 years ago man Forty friggin' years. Oh my gosh. Where has the time gone? We sound like a Siegfried and Jensen commercial. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be is he'd be eighty years old then because he was forty. I think he would have been eighty in October. I think his birthday, yeah, October ninth, nineteen forty. So he'd be 80 years old. Died December 8th, 1980. Man. Is that dude who killed him still alive? Yep. He's tried to get paroled 11 times. His next one comes up in 2022. 
the answer to that would be hell no. No, it's not happening, but he keeps trying. Mark David Chapman. Yikes. DJ and PK, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Dylan Colley, former BYU wide receiver, joins us next. Stay with us.